There he is. Yes, Our little doggy. Is. I miss it's him. It's time for the February 7th, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine at an undisclosed location in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Mother, mother. Anything you know, this... he handed me a little update. Yeah. Anything going week. on this week? With... Well, he, remember that we talked about that uh, barn fire last week that was caused by uh, cow flatulence? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Dude. bonfire that, that hit the dairy farm in Rastorf, Germany, has been found to have been caused by the interaction of a static energy. Of static energy. In other words, a spark. Okay. Oh, okay. From a massaging machine with the burps and farts of cows. So, in other words, there was some sort of, you know, I don't know, lazy boy recliner in there with a vibrator. <laughs> I have no idea what was going on. Was a this... massaging machine. Either that or who knows what those cows do when in private. <laughs> yeah. You know, is I, this, is they, this something that... They is... might, that might be a party. <laughs> Farts and dildos. Farts I'm and not dildos, sure. Yeah. So yeah. that's what started a spark yeah. from their... But to more from, serious matters. From their pleasuring. For the first time, scientists have discovered how tree roots in the mountains may play an important role in controlling long-term global temperatures. Tree roots. Okay. Yeah. Researchers from Oxford and Sheffield University has, have found that temperatures affect the thickness of the leaf litter, of course, yeah, and organic soil later, layers, yeah, mm -hmm. but as well as the rate at which trees grow. Okay. All right. In a warmer world, this means that tree roots are more likely to grow into the mineral layer of the soil, breaking down rock into component parts, which will eventually become, will combine with carbon dioxide. Yeah. So, okay, this process called weathering draws carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and cools the planet. Wow. Yeah. So we need more trees? Is that what we're saying? Well, I, I don't know, because there's, we, we do we always want to correct things ourselves. Maybe it's best to let things they alone for a while. Yeah, right. Maybe the existing trees will at least help a bit. I don't yeah. know if they're going to cure cure what's going on I, in the I, world I, right thank now. You. I think that's but, right. But at least they've found that the warmer temperatures will drive the roots further into the ground, which will somehow uh, allow the carbon dioxide to wow. be contained a bit. Wow. Well, yeah. I will say... Earth is trying to heal itself. Earth is doing It's, it's doing what it here. can. Yeah. <clears throat> Two friendly robots, including a 3D-printed humanistic android, are helping scientists to understand how more realistic long-term relationships might develop between humans and androids, which I've always, you know, okay. I, I, right. that's comforting. Yeah. Irwin, that's the Emotional Robot with Intelligence Network, the uh, Irwin, is now being used as part of a study to find out how some of the human-like thought biases and robot characteristics affect the human-robot relationship. Okay. So they want to work this out. So whose biases are bias about robots? Is that Yeah. Okay. I mean they, you know, yeah. they're just trying to adjust the robots to us. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not going to yeah. they're not going to send a robot to a shrink so he gets used to your behavior, Mike. They're trying to no. read your behavior. No. Okay. And, and then and have a have a robot react to you so that you feel more comfortable around it and you have a nicer relationship instead of being afraid of this beast, mm -hmm. which doesn't sound all that great to me, really. No. I think no. I want to know that something is is not alive. But then again, yeah, it's a brave new world. It huh? is a brave new world. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to know if something is more physically adept and stronger uh -huh. and is able to live a lot longer than uh -huh. me. I, yeah, I'm a little bit afraid of those kind of things that have probably gained through artificial intelligence yeah. a greater degree of awareness and, and knowledge than me. Yeah. All of those things are not stacking up well for me, right? It's going to yeah. live longer, better, yeah. smarter, yeah. 
I shouldn't be a little bit concerned about what might happen? No, okay. no. Right. Especially if it looks like uh, Harrison Ford's android friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is hoped that the research will not only help scientists understand and develop better, more realistic relationships between humans and companion robots, companion robots. Uh -huh, but that it could also help to inform how relationships are formed by children with autism and Asperger's. Oh. Yeah. So okay. apparently yeah. There's, right. there's similarities in, in, you know, looking at behaviors that right. we're having to robots is. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes some sense. children are having uh, looking at us. Very good. Syria. Mm. Mm, they missed another deadline for shipping out chemical weapons oh. as part of the deal reached last year. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The regime of Bashar al-Assad has handed over just 5% of its stockpile, far below the 90% goal. And the Assad regime is blaming the delay on clashes with opposition rebels. Interesting. The UN says it still expects Syria to meet a final June 30th deadline. Yeah, this is a kind of. I knew they were behind schedule, but five percent. Yeah. In fact, I'm a little bit surprised that the number is ninety percent of their stockpile. I I assumed it was a hundred percent, but yeah, I, what do I know? All right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Maybe there's a hundred percent in September. I don't know what the deal yeah, is. Maybe so. Why don't we go over there and find out? Well, let's go. Maybe we should get rid of the stockpile. Yeah. Uh, we've done our. I've done my part in trying to get rid of. Yeah. What do you think, Molly? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You got some place for the stockpile? Where? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, tell us. We're, we're yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're digging. He's digging. He's always digging. He's digging a I hole. I don't think he's... that means anything. He's always digging. I don't yeah. know. That I think means... I think he's trying to tell us yeah, I think in he's... his I think robotic he... way. I think he's gotten into something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he has. I think yeah. he's gotten into something, oh, and, and he's just digging. Despite spending ten billion dollars in reconstruction money fighting narcotics in Afghanistan, this is a story that kind of sticks out to me. You know, okay, the one that embarrassingly sticks out of the pile. <laughs> okay. Despite of spending ten billion dollars in reconstruction money fighting narcotics in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. speaking of Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm -hmm. the U.S. has failed. The U.S. Inspector in General for Afghan reconstruction, John Sopko said. He said we failed. We, we failed. We failed. Yeah. If you look at production, if you look at cultivation, if you look at breaking the tie between the drug culture and drug production and the insurgency, if you look at all three of those indicators, we have failed. Sopko is behind a damning new report alleging that corruption in, and incompetence in Afghanistan is putting a billion dollars in government assistance at risk. In other words, the drug lords are having a great time over there. There's plenty of heroin production going on. And right. uh, of the 16 Afghan ministries that the inspector general examined, not a single one could be counted on to properly secure funds, according to the report. Because of all the corruption. Yeah. And I imagine, I'm just guessing. Speculating. That the, I'm speculating at this point that uh, the Afghans don't really care about that billion dollars because yeah. of, this, of the restrictions that would come with it when they can probably make at least that much money dealing in, in opium and heroin. Yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. I'm just betting. Yeah. That's probably the case. And in Israel, the government there has authorized a new round of settlement construction. Uh, I believe Donald Brent has something to do with this. <laughs> probably. In the occupied West Bank, more than 550 homes are planned for three settlements. 
uh, surrounding Deerfield, Woodbridge, and uh, I think Northwood. <laughs> Northwood. No, three settlements surrounding Jerusalem, whose border, who, uh, whose borders Israel has extended far beyond the international recognized Green Line. Yep, that's the place they were supposed to stop, and yeah. they just keep going. The move they just was announced. Keep going. Yeah, and these have real consequences. The the Palestinians uh, that it's not a zero sum. Ga- well, it is a zero sum game. The Palestinians are losing this territory, yeah. what they believe to be permanently, yeah. and this upsets them because they are rightfully entitled to this land, according to UN negotiated resolutions. Yeah, the uh, Israeli government knocked down three Palestinian homes and then yeah. announced they're building 550 of their own. Of course, El Salvador, their Supreme Court ordered an unprecedented probe of the 1981 massacre of civilians by U.S.-backed troops. About 45 people, including women and children, were killed by the Salvadoran military in the town of San Francisco, Angulo. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. That was, that yeah. was a, a nasty one. The investigation comes days after a former rebel leader just missed an all-out victory in the first round of presidential elections, setting up a runoff next month. You can bet the CIA is going to be visiting El Salvador soon. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, this guy, um, his name is Salvador Sanchez Seren. I'll say that, C-E-R-E-N. Got 48.9% of the vote yeah, he in was very straight close. up. Yeah. Straight, uh, another, and this is with all the other candidates. With, yeah, there's yeah. a number of other candidates in the race. He'll be running against some right-winger named Norman Chiano. Uh, by Norman Podhoretz? Yeah, Norman Podhoretz. Yeah. Um, on the day of the vote, uh, Sanchez Seren visited the the church and, and had attended Mass at the chapel where Archbishop Oscar Romero had yeah. been assassinated by U.S.-backed death squads back in 1980. So he was sending a signal to the people of yeah. El Salvador by his actions. Well, not only that, but the Supreme Court there is also reviewing a challenge to the 1993 mm-hmm. law granting amnesty for atrocities by the uh, right-wing government there in El Salvador. So it sounds like they're trying to uh, stand up, get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. And and you think the the U.S. involvement in in Central America is waning? Actually, Honduras is a good example of where U.S.-backed military um, ruling ruling class is back in power after their duly elected president was overthrown in what we refuse to refer to as a coup, but it was a coup. Yeah. The first formal meeting between the Pakistan government and a Taliban-nominated team, that's a bobsled team, I think, <laughs> yeah, has begun at an undisclosed location, just like our show, <laughs> officials right. say. They are due to start charting a roadmap for peace talks. There you go. Yeah. So Pakistan and Taliban are at I it. I know, and yeah, Karzai's... In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. I don't guess. I hope, I hope it is. And meanwhile, the U.N. said that the Vatican should immediately remove all clergy who are known to be, um, well, child abusers. Who said this? Or suspected child abusers. The U.N. The U.N., okay. Yeah. Their watchdog for children's rights, rights denounced the Holy See. That's like in C's candies. The Holy See. I bet they have a lot of chocolates there. I can uh, imagine oh, the Pope and Cardinals sitting around cracking open a box of chocolates. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. The U.N. denounced the Holy See for adopting policies which allow priests to sexually abuse thousands of children. Of children. Yeah. Did, didn't the Pope say something about this? About bringing, oh, to, just, bringing to justice those... I think he sin- might have. I don't know. I don't have the quote, but... I, but, I, uh, I, know it's, I, don't, I don't either, but it's something to the effect. You know, yeah. these people who have done harm. I'm should. sure he has said something regarding to that. Well, he seems yeah, like a pretty, pretty yeah. straightforward there guy. Was, there was some 
thinly veiled reference to the to these scandals and the people who've gotten away with it. The UN also criticized the Vatican attitudes toward homosexuality, contraception, and abortion, yeah. which well, they don't like. That. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Vatican said, and who knows who's saying this, the Vatican responded by saying it would examine the report, but also accused its authors of interference. Oh, some pretty, wow, in, in, uh, in. Yeah, get your nose out in, of our business. In Vatican speak, that's pretty hardcore, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, don't you love it when a building is attributed with actually having said something? Yeah. The Vatican. Well, it's said, a country, yeah. in a way. It's, well, yeah. Yes. The, okay, it's like. The United States said Turkish lawmakers approved legislation that will tighten government controls over the Internet in a move criticized as a fresh assault on freedom of expression, access to information and investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. It would permit the government to uh, block access to websites without court authorization. Kind of sounds like us over here, huh? Yeah. Where is this? This is in Turkey. Oh. And uh, and anything that's considered... uh, to violate privacy or insulting. Or insulting. Yeah. Well, insulting. then they, they don't want to listen to weekly signals. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah. Or let anyone else, for that matter. Um, actually, you know, this is really, this is kind of the, the big red line in the sand for, for the world is the Internet, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how we access to the Internet now has become, if you want to oppress, repress your people, you, you basically tell them that they, they, they don't have access to the Internet. Oppress, repress. Yeah, I mean, and what express. does that say? Yeah. It, shouldn't it be a public utility? Shouldn't that tell us that it's more than just a a convenience in our lives to be on online? That it's actually become something that is our public square. It is our marketplace. It is our place to express our opinion. That was the dream, Mike. I know that <gasps> was. Like, oh yeah. By the yeah. way. Yeah. That was the Mike Muller looks the dream. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah. There there he goes. <laughs> but by the way, wasn't that in a way? Not not to the same degree, but was that what TV was supposed to be when it when it first arrived on the scene? I wasn't there, but people talked about it as if this would be a panacea. We would that's see the way the, everything is when it arrives the, on the scene. whole that's world will be a new window, window into when our a new girlfriend world. comes yeah, like, into the world. Right, it's the same yeah, thing. It's yeah, that kind of silly yeah, romantic yeah, stuff yeah, where right. eventually you but get it, the picture that the people with the money yeah. are going to take control. Yeah. And now. A little bit of secret stuff. Okay. The latest news from Edward Snowden show uh, leaks. The latest leaks from Edward Snowden. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. But the idea of Edward Snow- leaking. Snowden leaking. Yeah. yeah. It isn't really anyway, they show the British equivalent of the National Security Agency launched cyber attacks on the online activist groups Anonymous and Lul C, which those are... Those are guys that go and hack away. Yeah. Which they do some what pretty did, nice hacking. They launch a, a cyber attack. Are they, these guys, are they in like, do they have like that face paint on and they are, they camouflage no. and they sit behind? This no. is, this is nerdsville here. Launch the cyber attack. They're sitting in a room like us, Mike. Yeah, I know. Punching keys. Punching keys. Yeah. So they did that. Eating sugary. That was snacks. the government communication headquarters or the GCHQ as we like to call them. No, they I sabotaged don't. anonymous chat rooms and planted software to reveal the identities of their participants. <gasps> uh, Britain appears to be the first known Western government to launch cyber attacks for which groups like Anonymous have faced jail time. And the uh, GCHQ's operations also disrupted the web traffic and websites of political activists who had no connection to illegal hacking. And that's the part that concerns me. I can understand maybe a little tet for tet. I I don't know. I know who I'm rooting for, Anonymous. But at the same time, I understand 
yeah. governments not liking what they had been doing. But, but then again, the governments are also launching these cyber attacks against political activists who have nothing to do with this Internet right. underground. Look, there's bad people that want to do bad things, and they're using the Internet to do that. And yeah. I understand us concern and poli uh, policing it and all that. But at the end of the day, when... when end the, of the day? When the U.S. was spying back in the 60s, what were we spying on? Internal political movements. Yeah. Okay? That's what this is really about. Who's in power? Who wants to stay in power? And they want to know what the people who are out of power are thinking and doing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there isn't a, a place for, obviously, there's a place for security here. But this often, more often than not, is the real reason. It's to know what the other people who want power are doing and thinking. Yep, yep, yep. Also, um, other leaks by Snowden. Mm. Snowden leaks revealed that the agency, that would be the um, NSA, okay. had developed the capacity to access smartphone users' personal data through uh, such apps as Angry Birds. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. 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 And also the Canadian government had tracked citizens through the free wireless network of a major airport. So you go into an airport, they say, oh, come and use yeah. free Wi-Fi. I guess anytime, and you've said this before, I mean, anytime you get something for free, yeah. oh boy, download all these great games for nothing. Free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Free Wi-Fi. You, you have to wonder, free what are you really paying for that? Free Wi-Fi. Also, major internet firms in the United States have begun releasing data about the amount of user information they secretly hand over to the government. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. A legal deal reached last week allows the companies to disclose broad details about the number of orders they received from the secret foreign intelligence surveillance court. Okay. Right. Yahoo, Yahoo, for example, reports that it received FISA requests for user content affecting at least 30,000 accounts during the first six months. Mm. Of last that's, year. That's yeah. a lot of accounts. That is a lot of accounts. Yeah. They're probably... Probably just uh, anybody who mentions, say, Weekly Signals. <laughs> they, they go after, I would Nathan think. Nathan Callahan. Yeah. That would come That's up it. a lot. That would That's be it. that would be so. Nathan that, Callahan. I would believe that would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Callahan. What's he up to now? Oh, my God. Nathan Callahan. <laughs> Nathan Callahan. Get him. Get him. Mike Caspar. No. Mike Caspar. No. Mike Caspar. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See? yeah. See, he's happy to hear that. Uh, yeah, see, yeah. he likes that name. Yeah, well, you're listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM. Shut up, Mahler. <laughs> Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. Yeah. A little bit of drones in the news now. The Obama administration is reportedly scaling back drone strikes in Pakistan at the Pakistanis government request. Okay. We're scaling back. Okay. Apparently, we've been doing uh, not a whole lot of drone strikes here. Not Although really. I saw this video online hmm. where there was a, a drone like laying out in a field. Just and I believe it was in or... Pakistan. Yeah, it was just laying out in a field. And, okay. and the villagers there. Yeah. It was like in the desert. Oh, okay. And the villagers there were stoning. They were stoning the drone. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Not personally. I, it's, it is armed with some sort of bomb isn't yeah. it they usually are i don't know i don't think i'd throw rocks at it oh uh, well maybe you would maybe i mean if it's a long ways away in a ditch you don't know what it did to your family well that's true yeah that's true a pre a preliminary meeting between the two sides that would be uh, uh pakistan and the and the taliban too this is uh 
Pakistan asked for a pause amidst peace talks with the Taliban, and a preliminary meeting there between the two sides was delayed after the Pakistani government failed to show up. There appears to have been no U.S. drone strikes in Pakistan since November. That's the longest pause since 2011. At a hearing in Washington, House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Rogers blasted President Obama for his pledge last year to rein in drone attacks overseas. Well, didn't And now I'll do my Mike Rogers impression. Please do. I love your Mike Rogers. President's May 2013 policy changes for U.S. targeted strikes are an utter and complete failure, and they leave American lives at risk. So, in other words, he's, we need to kill more Pakistanis. Yeah, he's upset order, that yeah. we're not bombing yeah, more. Yeah, that's it. Which hey. is, by the way, by, we've said a hundred times before, which, by the way, when you bomb somebody in a village and yeah. it kills innocent people, yeah. you create more people that want to do harm to you yeah. than you could possibly that, kill. That would be what we call putting American lives at risk. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly, yes, yeah. that's right. Also, a top-secret prototype of what could be the first British-built drone has been showcased. Mm. Tyrannis. What? T-A-R-A-N-I-S. Tyrannis. Tyrannis. It's still in the development phase, but they uh, took it out for a test flight, and it surpassed all expectations. At least that's what the uh, PR company says. That's fantastic. That's according to the uh, manufacturer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it got off the ground. It exceeded yeah. our, our, all our expectations. Yeah, that was BAE. BAE is the manufacturer of Tyrannus, and oh. it would be the last next-generation armed drone for Britain. Development has so far cost £185 million, and it's been funded partly by uh, the contractor and the British Ministry of Defense. Mm. And, and David Koch. David Koch, do you think? No, I don't think You'd so. You're making that up. I know. Domestically, a long-awaited report from the U.S. Department, U.S. State Department, dealt a potential major blow to efforts to stop the Keystone XL oil mm-hmm. pipeline. So, in other words, mm-hmm. bad news. Bad news. An impact assessment released last Friday, a week ago, says the pipeline's northern leg would not have a major impact on climate change. Yeah, right. BS. In a speech last year, President Obama said his approval of the project will be contingent upon assuring it does not significantly exacerbate the pro- problem of carbon pollution. Protests against the Keystone XL oil pipeline came as a new study revealed emissions of toxic pollutants from the Alberta tar sands have been vastly underestimated. Mm-hmm. See? Re- yeah. Research- this is where the, this is what we're talking about. Yeah, we're about. saying it, it the- won't affect global warming, but they're, they're going on bad data. They're going on bad date, exactly. The, but let's just so people understand the Keystone Pipeline. It goes into the Alberta. Um, yeah, it comes from there. Yeah. yeah. Researchers at the University of Toronto Scarborough say actual levels of pollutants known as polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons are far higher than estimates accepted by the Canadian government. Sounds like a perfume. Yeah, it does. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah. The pollutants have been tied to a higher risk of asthma as well as cancer. Oh, that's oh, great. That's so nice. no problem with the global warming, but look out for cancer. And, and yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the company behind the proposed Keystone XL oil pipeline, TransCanada, is facing new scrutiny at home. The Canadian broadcast uh, system thing there, CBC, yes. CBC News, has revealed regulators buried a report. They buried it. Mm-hmm. about a rupture on the Trans-Canada natural gas pipeline in 2009. So chances are they will bury reports on any sort of rupture in a 
Keystone XL oil pipeline. An investigation cited TransCanada for inadequate inspections and ineffective oversight. But for unknown reasons, the incident was never publicly disclosed and the report never released. The Canadian government has been a vocal proponent of the Keystone, of course. This was a big rupture, by the yeah, way. It's not yeah. anything. It wasn't somebody, a little leak yeah, It wasn't here just there. a little trust that could take care of it. Right. Yeah. This was a really big leak. And, and it uh, it's a piece leak. of information that would have been, I would assume, critical in assessing the threat level from this pipeline. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and this is another thing. This is one of the on the on the side of approving this. Um, unfortunately, for those of us who are opposed to this pipeline, this has become a high, the highest priority on the part of the Canadian government. With us in yeah. our relations with the Canadian government, this is the number one priority. Yeah. So, so we here in the United States are arguing and going back and forth on it. And that matters, but in, on, I say unfortunately because I think this is the case. Unfortunately, this is an international relations issue now, yeah. and it, it's it it's that's going to be a difficult thing to stop. I don't think it's uh, inevitable that this is going to go in, into place, but it's certainly a big a big part of it. And there, yeah, we're going to find out once this thing gets going that there's all kinds of crap coming out of the out of this uh, tar sands and into our atmosphere. It's depressing. The Senate approved a long-stalled farm bill that includes a major cut in food stamps. Mm. The measure would reduce funding for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program by $8.7 billion over a decade. The figure amounts to a loss of $90 per month for 850,000 families in need. That's a lot of money. For families in need, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. $90 a month. Yeah, is... some asshat in Monsanto yeah. is spending 90 bucks every night. Yeah. In drinks, right? No, that is a, that is that's honest to God for a family of four. That's at least a week and a half to two weeks worth of groceries. At least yeah. a week, yeah, a week and a half maybe uh, of groceries. I, that, well, you know, Mike, they're out spending it on uh, yeah, alcohol, alcohol and cigarettes. They're buying big screen TVs, you know, and motorcycles and whatever. Shut Cuts up. mark motorcycles. Where'd that I, I, come I, from? I hear, no, I hear people say stuff. Well, you know, they're buying big screen TVs and toaster ovens and, you know, and motorcycles. I don't they're just motorcycles. making stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's with the motorcycles? I don't, I don't know why people say these things. I'm just repeating what I hear. Uh, it's because somebody bought mo a motorcycle. Anything. They bought anything. In North they Carolina. Anything it's somewhere in the country. Except beans and rice. Yeah, they, know, that's he bought, it. they bought, they used, I don't know. So, so yeah. therefore, they're not, so the whole country is not entitled yeah. to, to relief because somebody in... Iowa bought a motorcycle. Yeah. But but and let the on... NFL claim that it's a nonprofit, oh, which yeah. it does. Thank you. And everybody looks the other way. Oh, you know, we won't charge them any taxes. I want to thank you for that piece of information because frankly, I it's complete it's not complete. It's changed my my perspective on the, yeah. on professional football. I I'm I'm upset every time I watch these guys now. No, yeah, you should I'm, be. I don't blame the players. I'm talking about the scam that has been perpetrated on the yeah. American uh, sport public. Yeah, now Los Angeles is probably going to pay for a stadium. Right. So that so that, this, that a member of the Koch family yeah. can can have an NFL team here so the NFL can collect more non-taxable revenue. Yeah. But the, we'll the, be taxed for their stadium. Let's recap. They'll make money off Last of that. Last week Nathan told told the, our viewing our listening audience the NFL is a nonprofit. It is. A piece of information I was it not is. aware it, it, of. It, that was when crazy. the two leagues formed back in the 60s. God. You know, they got together, the American Football League, National Football League. Yeah. To give them a boost, they passed this law. 
I, and it only it only it's specific. It's like the, you know, it's like the Bush v. Gore decision. Right. Essentially, it specifically states that the uh, NFL. It's like baseball it, is uh, baseball is exempt from antitrust legislation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean the same kind of nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, these uh, food camp food camp food stamp cuts yeah. mark a compromise between a Republican plan to cut thirty nine billion dollars. They want to cut thirty nine billion, and the Democrats only wanted to do four billion. Well. Yeah. The bill would also, you know, as long as the Democrats know they're going to cave in, why don't they cave in on the good side yeah, of this? Exactly. Why don't they say, let's not touch the food well, how stamps? How about, let's say, this, how about if, well, we want to increase it 20 billion. You want to decrease it 39 billion. Yeah. Let's meet somewhere. I'm, in the I mean, yeah, I'm even going conservative. Yeah, like I yeah, said, let's yeah, not yeah. touch it. That yeah. even sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. Let's not touch it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. bill would also end billions of dollars in direct payments to farmers, which is good. I think, yeah. you know, to to us, to the pay for crops that yeah. they're not using or not growing. Yeah, but still hand out billions more through the expansion of government sub- subsidized crop insurance. <sighs> U.S. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is calling on Congress to act quickly to raise the nation's borrowing limit. Temporary suspension of the debt ceiling expires this very day. Oh. After it was passed in October following the government shutdown, Lou warned a delay could cause the U.S. to default on obligations by the end of the month. Might be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it might. Yeah. Aiming to help rural communities deal with climate change, the Obama administration is creating seven regional climate hubs. I guess we're just figuring it's going to, plant's going to warm, ain't nothing we can do about it. These club, the hubs will serve as clearinghouses for information about extreme weather. So we're having extreme weather, and now we're going to put money into telling us exactly how that extreme weather is yeah. going to screw us over. Yeah. The f- yeah. yeah. We're not putting money into actually clamping down. No. He's going through with the no. Keystone Pipeline, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. But, and we're going to know exactly how we're going to, you know, bend over. Here's what I'm going to do. Adopt and adapt. Yeah. Yeah. I well, guess. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Citing environmental changes such as a long fire season and intense droughts, the Ag Department said the hubs would help mitigate the oh. unique implications that climate change poses for rural areas and people who live there. And I understand the good intention here. Yeah. But can you not see the anger? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to go to a uh, to a center somewhere and watch videos of how it's really not that bad. Yeah. Look, the tree roots are Here's actually, what you need to do when, you, when your house gets swallowed by the ocean. Yeah. And by the way, look, the tree roots are bigger than they've ever been before. <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. California's water agency has announced it may for the first time be unable to deliver water to local agencies amid this drought. Yeah. Two-thirds of the state's residents and one million acres... Of acre, farmland. Acre yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Acre, you're talking about water. A Wait. farmland get yeah. part of all their uh, drinking and irrigation supplies from the agency. So that's anybody concerned with the, anybody connected to the California Water Agency is in trouble right now. Although just this morning, I have heard we have a big flow of tropical moisture so we're pushing gonna... up into Northern California. Okay. Which is dropping a lot of snow okay. into our Sierras, Sierras. which yeah. is w- what we really need. I mean, it'd be nice to have some rain down here. We had a little bit of that, but we really need to have a snowpack in the Sierras so that we can have our water supply. Yeah, it's it's and that was that's it's really bad up there. It's yeah, there's not much snow at all. That's the that's even as bad as it is here in Southern California. We haven't had 
uh, a lot of rain, it yep. is a lot worse for us that there's no snowpack. And by the way, once again, this was, well, I've got the, the floor here. The, the floor. La, La, L.A. County dams are at the lowest level. The water behind those dams is at the lowest level since they started measuring water wow. in those dams. Well, and that goes back to the 1920s when yep. they started building them. So, And just for the uh, you know desalinization industry, remember, that's going to bring a whole lot of salt. Yeah. There's, that's not a good thing. Desalinization right. is not a good thing. No, no. You're going to end up looking like the Nile Valley if you, uh, yeah. if you do that. Yeah. Just a lot of salt. North Carolina is facing a major spill from a shuttered coal plant near Greensboro. Up to 82,000 tons of coal. That's tons of coal ash and 27 million gallons of polluted water leaked into the Dan River after a pipe ruptured beneath a coal ash pond owned by Duke Energy. Duke, Duke. Bring, bringing you more mercury, lead, boron in your, into your life. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it contains. Yeah. That's what all that has. It arsenic, mercury, lead, boron in the drinking water. Yeah. <sighs> They're kind of like the GE of evil energy companies. Federal officials are claiming the water supply in West Virginia is safe, despite continued local warnings to avoid consumption. Can so I just on one go on the record saying, and say they're lying? Can I yeah. just go on record right now and say, you heard it, this is February 7, 2014. I, they're lying through their teeth about the water. Well, I think, quality. too, in a bureaucracy, what happens is the person who's actually releasing this information is getting bad data. Yeah. They're they're buying the they're data from the company, yeah, yeah that's right. that that's right. that actually is responsible for the mess. So the company responsible for the mess wants to cover it up. Wasn't it? Wasn't it last week that you said? Oh, there was another compound that they was it uh, formaldehyde. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oops, yeah. we forgot to tell you yeah. about the formaldehyde. Right. That was another big part of the water, uh, the polluted water, yeah. and that the, that the chemical that they were well, it's, most it's a, concerned about yeah. hadn't been tested since it was manufactured back in the 1991 or 92, yeah. and it was tested by the manufacturer, and they said, everything's aces here, kids, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, yeah that, that makes right. me feel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that was abbreviated, Mahler, <laughs> but to the point. Yeah. Residents have been told in that area that they can drink the water safely. Yeah. Uh, that was... Uh, Nearly a month after the chemical spill cut off 300,000 people for up to a week. But despite the safety clearance, doctors are still advising against pregnant women and children under three using the water, having any t yeah. contact with the water. Yeah. So that doesn't yeah. really boost your confidence. No, it doesn't. No, no. Two schools in Charleston were closed after the water had the same licorice smell as it did during the spill. Yeah. And students complained of chemical-related symptoms. <laughs> what does that mean? No. I know you, you it's, it's impossible to <laughs> know. know what that means. I know. Chemical-related chemical symptoms. symptoms. Is that projectile vomiting? Are their eyeballs bleeding? I, I mean, had some chemical-related symptoms last <laughs> well, night. Well, there but, you go. You know, but I, those were good. Yeah. I, those yeah. were happy. And then, I, then I put my headphones on. <laughs> uh, the banking fat cat, Morgan Stanley, agreed to pay $1.25 billion in fines for selling toxic securities to the financially, or for the, to the federally backed Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yeah. The money will go to the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which sued Morgan Stanley and more than a dozen other firms for packaging and selling mortgage securities at inflated prices, ultimately borne by U.S. taxpayers when the economy crashed in 2008. So here's the way it works. They get fined, 
and the money goes to the federal government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we get the loss. Yeah. We picked up the tab. Yeah. Yeah. And the money go moves from the person who perpetrated to Not back to us. Not back. No, we're no. not getting a rebate on on them screwing uh, deliberately knowingly screwing and, yeah. and scamming us out of billions yeah. of dollars. It goes back to the federal government. Yeah, and meanwhile Morgan Stanley falsely marketed over 10 billion dollars in securities. So they're getting a $1.2 billion fine. I don't know what the profits on, on the $10 billion were, Remember, yeah. but my guess is it's over the $1.2 billion fine, which, again, translates into the cost of doing business. Right. They still made a profit on the deal. The only loser was the taxpayer. Right. Remember when all the Republican economic pundits like the Fox Business News Network were screaming about Fannie and Freddie yeah. about how it was another government agency that can't, you know, can't get out of its own way. It's incompetent. Well, that's who they were selling these fraudulent um, financial instruments to yeah. was to Fannie and Freddie. Yeah. Fa F Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. These are the two agencies that essentially um, uh, underwrite most of the loans that uh, go out uh, to uh, homeowners in the U.S. Yeah. J.P. Morgan agreed to a $614 million fine for thousands of flaws, flawed mortgages whose losses were ultimately covered by taxpayers. Again, yeah. the fine goes to the government. J.P. Morgan uh, paid the government over $20 billion in fines and penalties over the past year. So, Yeah, that's a lot of money, no yeah. doubt. But I know that, that J.P. Morgan made more than $20 billion on this whole yeah. Ponzi scheme that they were Please. running. Come on. Ah, the abortion rate in the U.S. has dropped to its lowest level since 1973. I think that's a, that's a new study a from thing. the Guttmacher Institute suggests more widespread use of contraception likely played a role in the decline, which coincided with a drop in overall pregnancy rates. The historic low occurred in 2011, largely predating the impact of an unprecedented surge in abortion restrictions that began that year, in that year's legislation. So all those, all the liberals out there who want more sex education for our kids, yeah. availability of condoms yeah. and other birth control devices, yeah. instruments, whatever, mm -hmm. is actually the right way to go. Yeah. Here. Huh, who knew? The Washington, D.C. City Council. What's Molly doing out there? Oh, yeah. The Washington, D.C. City Council has advanced a measure to decriminalize marijuana. The move would scrap criminal penalties for marijuana possession in favor of a violation equivalent to a parking ticket. Right. I always like that approach. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't, I like black markets. Yeah. Not for everything. Yeah. But yeah. for this, it seems like a fairly harmless way to go instead of legalizing it, putting more money into taxes, which ultimately seem to do nothing but pay off you know, yeah. uh, well, and, and J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley right. and defense contractors. Right. You know, and this does, in a sense, this does kind of keep the riffraff off the street, right? Yeah. I don't think we want people staggering down the street yeah. in all manners of— I'll take a parking uh, ticket. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, so it keeps keeps things ne yeah. neat and Yes, tight. officer. Yes. yes, I'm stoned. I am stoned. Here, yeah, have a nice day. Yeah, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty bucks, no problem. Not you know, I understand. Yeah. I won't do that again. I just sell a bag of weed to my uh, my cousin. Yeah, we're okay yeah. on that. We're cool. <laughs> we should, you know, I think, I think, uh, I, I think uh, we just uh, we may need to start doing marijuana in the news because it is popping up a lot. Yeah. yeah what a else? Lot. Uh, you got something else? Oh, just that. 
uh, President Obama. You may already have. Oh, this that too. thing. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, he, well, you talked about it last week, where he said that it was uh, safer a, than alcohol. It shouldn't, shouldn't be a Schedule One drug. He yeah. said that. Yeah. Uh, it's no worse than alcohol. It's you know, it's no worse than alcohol. If, if, and, and so he was questioned. Yeah, you, you, we did talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's increasing pressure. Well, yeah, it just goes without saying. Marijuana, smoke it, get used to it. Right. I mean, just, you know. Oh, I will. Yeah. I mean, just a McDonald's drive through worker, by the way, in Pennsylvania was arrested for selling heroin in a Happy Meal box. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's a that's a horse of a different color. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I know. I'm just bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. yeah, This is want to crack down, crack down at McDonald's. (laughs) Anything else there, right? Real quick. uh, This is a. Uh, there was a, a documentary that came out uh, a couple of months ago called The Central Park Five. It was these yeah. five kids who were rounded up and charged with uh, uh, brutally beating a, a jogger, raping her. She, they were put on trial. These Five of these kids, all of them went to jail. One of them went to jail for 13 years. They had nothing to do with the crime. and they, they But they've never had their, their, uh, the case vacated. The, state, the city really? of New York has refused to acknowledge that they weren't, in, they weren't guilty, that yeah. they, in fact, were innocent. So there was a rally in support of that. Uh, Pussy Riot uh, was on Colbert, but also they had a uh, had a concert. I just I think it's great to see. I interesting to see them actually talk. And um, that's I don't know if I have anything else. That's it. And never, never mind. Never mind. And finally, Isaac Kramer, the director of the International Catholic Association of Exorcists. You know that group. Oh yeah. Yeah. Condemned back. an Arizona priest for performing exorcisms over Skype. Yeah, you know really? why? Why not? Why, why not? not? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? And this is what Isaac said, because you know, <laughs> he said this was a bad thing. If a person is fully possessed, yeah, yeah, as uh, you and I both are, yes. the demon inside of them will not let them sit in front of a computer screen. Yeah, it just isn't going to work," said Kramer. <laughs> it would be like trying to perform a baptism on someone through the telephone. <laughs>